0: It is time for the Big 12 Breakdown. Tyler Jones, Thomas Bridges here with you with a comprehensive look around the Big 12 Conference as we break down some of the top headlines and preview week number nine in the Big 12 this week. And Tom, we begin as we do each and every week of the Big 12 Breakdown with our Big 12 Hot Takes. And uh, we'll start with you,
1: Tom. What's your uh, hot take for uh, the Big 12 Conference this week? Okay, well, you know, this is a little odd for me to say. I think OU keeps the ball rolling coming out of a bye week. You know, they beat KU into a bye week. Brett Venables has it, kind of been on record of saying, you know, owning up to the fact that they didn't, you know, really obviously like how the first part of the season went. And, uh, you know, he's trying to hope he gets his team on track to, to finish out the season strong. Um, I like, you know, OU to, to go into Ames this weekend and maybe not shellac. Actually, you know, what? hot take season. I think OU is going to go into Ames and shellac uh, Iowa State. Okay. Iowa there'll, State- there'll, be no, there'll be no spookiness this weekend in Ames.
0: Iowa State gave Texas a scare. Uh, you know, they're in Austin. Uh, so we'll see. My hot take, uh, I really like what I've seen from TCU. I thought that was an impressive win against K-State last week. Granted, K-State ended up playing you know, their second and third-string quarterback and uh, you know, a bizarre situation. But nonetheless, TCU did what it took to get the job done. And if you look at their schedule the rest of the way, the final five games are left. West Virginia, I think that they should handle just fine. Tech, it's a rivalry game, but I think they're a better team than Tech. Texas on the road, that'll be a tough game, but – They've had their way with Texas over the years and played pretty well in Austin. You get Baylor on the road. Baylor is an up-and-down team, and then you finish with Iowa State. Uh, Tom, my hot take, I don't see a loss in the remainder of the Big 12 regular season for TCU. I think that in the regular season, TCU wins out. Now, I can see them losing a rematch with Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game or something like that, but my hot take this week is uh, TCU is about to win out here.
1: You know, that's not a bad hot take. Uh, you know, I, I do think the. Uh, it's, it's tough, man. It's, you know, it's tough to go undefeated, and it would be tough to go undefeated in this league uh, this year. I, I do foresee one slip up, but as an Oklahoma State fan who wants to see the rematch in Arlington, and, you know, hopefully o- Oklahoma State wins out as well, uh, you know, Would be pretty good resume, uh, builder there at the end if OSU can get back to the Big 12 championship, slay their demons, and beat TCU. Because
0: here's the Um, other part here's the other factor in all that. If you let's say TCU and Oklahoma State both went out and they go to the Big 12 title game, I would probably guess, Tom, that at that point that's a play in game to the college football playoff because then. Oklahoma State would get a shot to redeem their one loss on the schedule that was in double overtime. Meanwhile, TCU would be an undefeated team from a power conference you couldn't leave out. I think if you get that scenario, that's a win you're in in the playoff. I think.
1: I would imagine so. You know, like you mentioned, if if OSU would would be able to redeem themselves on a neutral field, granted that game was in Fort Worth. Um, you know, at that point, it'd be a one-loss Big 12 champion, and and OSU would have that that resume builder. If you know, at that point, if TCU wins out, they're top five team. Um, you know, by the time Michigan and Ohio State play, that's a TCU has a chance probably to get to four or five if they went out.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you're uh, you're absolutely right about that. Um, I'll say this uh, as we move on to our our game previews this week with uh, West Virginia getting blown out by Texas Tech last week and their record's now three and four. Um, I have been predicting the the firing of Neil Brown all season long, Tom. If they weren't going to fire him after last week, I don't see how Neil Brown is not going to make it through the season. Like I, I think that he will get fired at the end of the year, but, I mean, you could call it a cop-out. You can say whatever you want about it. But I, I, I'm going to I'm, gonna say I was wrong. Uh, I think that Neil Brown does finish the season because this would have been the week to fire him. But uh, I, I think that they're going to go ahead and let him finish the year, then go ahead and fire him and find their next head coach.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, I think you're right. Um, you know, I, I wonder if he'll get the uh... – I wonder though, you know, about West Virginia. You know, they they that win against Baylor um, in Morgantown on a what was it, a Thursday night? Yeah, um, that was sneaky good. I, I'm wondering if Neil Brown could pull off the upset of the Big 12 this season, and if they were to beat like TCU, does he end up somehow sneaking by for another season and get the K State Bruce Weber treatment, where does just enough? But just as soon as you're going to fire him, well, he just racks off another win, yeah, so can't fire him. You know that that saga at K-State with Bruce Weber for basketball was ridiculous, and he he evaded the the axe too many times. And could this happen to Neil Brown?
0: Right. I mean, Brucey was there about seven years too long. You know. I mean,
1: right. And Neil Brown's, you know, his his day has been on the calendar. I feel like you you've. You've had him scheduled like a chicken to get its head cut off. Yeah, from, from the beginning,
0: I've been chopping at the bit. Uh, believe me, you know and <laughs> it's nothing personal against Neil Brown, but West Virginia can do a lot better than Neil Brown. I can tell you that right now. Speaking of which, that TCU West Virginia game, the way that TCU plays and how complete they are of a football team, and uh, how bad West Virginia has played this year. Um, if there were a, if this was a night game then I, I would look at the October spookies and say, okay, maybe West Virginia could keep it close. This 11 a.m. kick. I think this game's going to be ugly, Tom. I think TCU wins this and they win big. You thinking in plus or minus 17? Uh, I'm leaning towards plus 17. In fact, TCU is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, according to Vegas. I'm, I'm very tempted to hammer that seven-and-a-half with TCU here.
1: Yeah, seven and a half, I'd be willing to 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 write that down and, and slide some money through the to the uh through the hole on that one. Yeah. Um no, that's not crazy in the grand scheme of things and West Virginia's you know, looking to just die in peace at this point. Right. Just just take them out of their misery. Uh, Max Duggan,
0: nineteen touchdowns, just one interception. He's played by far the best football of his career. Um, you know, Tom, I would say not only is Max Duggan your favorite to be Big 12 Player of the Year right now, Max Duggan is actually a Heisman contender. He's not, you know, CJ Stroud or, or or Hooker from Tennessee. But I wouldn't be shocked if Duggan, if he keeps playing this way, he'll probably earn an invite to New York when it's all said when, it, when it's all said and done.
1: Yeah, that's pretty crazy to think about. Like, if you told me that at the beginning of the season, you know, I'd, I'd like to go and listen to our first Big 12 breakdown in, in terms of what we said about Max Duggan, and we kind of had written him off and Morris. I thought General Morris was just as good. Right, and, and you know. It and he still might be. Right, right, exactly. And, and you know, it just so happened the cookie crumbled like Kurt Warner uh, and Trent Green, and, you know, Max Duggan is trying to take this – Greatest show in Fort Worth uh, to the to the old college football playoff,
0: right? And, and how about Sonny Dykes,
1: first year,
0: and this is not the first time he's been in a Power Five program. Remember, he got fired from Cal. Things did not work out well there. Comes over across town from SMU in Dallas, over to Fort Worth at TCU, and to be seven and zero like this to get this program humming. It's been a while since TCU's been relevant too. This is an impressive coaching job, and, you know, we, we heard Bill Haston say it on the show a couple of weeks ago. He said that, hey, look, in actuality, Oklahoma may have hired the wrong coach. I mean, they could have had Sonny if they wanted him. Instead, they end up with Brent Venables. I'm not willing to go that far yet, but uh, I think uh, Sonny Dykes deserves a lot of credit. He's certainly raising some eyebrows here.
1: Oh, yeah, of course, and, you know, if you talk to any TCU fan, they're – you know, after the loss of, of Gary Patterson, I think that they, they thought that it was going to be a long time coming uh, before they were back in, in the national spotlight. And, uh, you know, I, I'd like to hear, you know, Sonny Dyke's honest opinion on how his team has started without any of the humbleness. Um, I, I, I I also wonder if he is a little shocked on how it's gone. And, and granted, you know, TCU's played by, the skin of their teeth in a couple but they found ways to win um and that's all that matters in this league yes yeah for sure
0: uh Oklahoma taking on Iowa State Tom uh, the Sooners offense looked great against Kansas uh you know a couple weeks ago and uh you know Iowa State here you know it's been an up and down season their offense uh has not looked good at all I think OU is going to put up a lot of points on uh, Iowa State here. I don't think that OU's defense is worth anything, but uh, I like OU's defense better than I do Iowa State's offense. I think OU's going to win this game
1: pretty handily. Yeah, I think so too, and that's partially why I went ahead and said hot take on it, but I don't think it's too crazy of a hot take to think OU will stroll in the aims. I know the history there where Iowa State's kind of given OU fits In wins for OU and for losses for OU in the past few seasons. But, uh, you know, like I said, no spookiness in Ames, even though it's Halloween weekend. Uh, No spookiness there for OU. I think they, I think this is a step in the right direction um, for OU.
0: Yeah, I think, I think you're right about that. Dylan Gabriel and company going to play well. I like the Sooners to win here. Oklahoma State and K State, the game you're going to be at, Tom. very interesting. I, I'm very intrigued to see what Adrian Martinez comes out. If Martinez plays like he did against OU, I think K-State wins. Uh, but I don't think Adrian Martinez is going to play like that. I'd like Oklahoma State to win here. But for me, this game is even more about Adrian Martinez than it even is about Spencer Sanders.
1: Yeah, I'll be interested to see if, if Martinez, how he takes the field. Um, you know, and Will Howard didn't play terrible um you know after Martinez went out. But yeah, you know, if if Martinez could play like he did against OU, sure he could try to play that way. I think OSU's defense even down some players is, is a lot better than OU's defense. Um and and you know, I, I know K-State's kind of had OU's number um the past few seasons. So i will be interested to see, you know, OSU is going to be pretty banged up um, in terms of, of, starters, but I know K-State's pretty banged up as well. I mean, this is like the, the Bill Snyder family stadium, uh, medical red shirt bowl at this point. Um, hey. It's uh, it's, you know, it's getting that way. You know, OSU had an early bye week. And so we expected, and K State's been hell put through the ringer uh, the past four weeks. So uh, it's, it's n- not been easy. I mean, we we knew that though. So this will this is going to be a gritty game, I think.
0: Last game uh, we'll
1: talk about here: Texas Tech and uh, Baylor.
0: Uh, Tom, both teams have the same record at four and three, but a a tale of two sides here. Baylor is very disappointed to be four and three. They had college football playoff aspirations entering the year. Meanwhile, Texas tech first year under Joey McGuire, you got the big win against uh, Texas. Uh, I mean, you're a couple wins away from being bowl eligible here. Um, I mean, I, I kind of lean towards Texas tech, even though Baylor is the better team, just because of the excitement level and where they're at. I mean, this is uh Texas Tech's feeling a lot better about being four and three than Baylor is about being four
1: and three. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> more momentum. Yeah. Oh, a lot more momentum. And, you know, Baron Morton's looking really good. And, you know, if I had to pick a coach, Dave Randa or Joey McGuire, I'm obviously going to go with the Randa. But, you know, Joey McGuire seems like cut from the same cloth, obviously. So uh, this is in Lubbock, and it's, uh, you know, uh, affectionately coined the butt bowl. They don't, they don't call it that. Officially, I think officially it's like the Texas Farm Bureau something Bowl. I don't, I don't know what they've pointed, it, but it's it's officially called the Butt Bowl. So I'm, um, I will be keeping my eye on the Butt Bowl uh, this week, and I, you know, I kind of like Texas Tech. Ooh, okay. low key, it's in Lubbock. On how, like, okay, let me set the scene here. It's in Lubbock. It is on the Halloween weekend. Right. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is getting his jersey retired at halftime. Right. Um, I, what time is this game? Is it at night? Uh,
0: this game here is a 6.30 kick,
1: yeah. Yeah, nighttime in Lubbock, Halloween weekend. Patrick Mahomes getting his jersey retired. Right. Tech's on, on the up and up, this is just – that I've seen a lot of. Uh, I, I scour Reddit for just comments to see how fan bases are feeling. Right. And all the Baylor fan base on Reddit is like, there's too many, there's too many factors for tech going in here. This is the perfect storm. Yeah. I, think I, I like
0: tech. I think you're spot on. You're spot on about that. Uh, I like tech here too. The Mahomes effect, uh, as yeah, you say. I mean, so. You know, Should be a good one. Uh, There's your look around the Big 12 Conference, your Big 12 breakdown this week. Uh, Coming up next, we're going to be joined by Jason Brown. You know him from Last Chance U. He is now uh, making his name known in the podcast and YouTube world, talking all things college football and NFL. Got a fascinating conversation with Coach JB when he joins us. Coming up on the other side. Stay with us. Joining us now the Jones Report this week, it is the one and only Coach Jason Brown, known as Coach JB from Last Chance U on Netflix, also was the 2017 National Junior College Jayhawk Coach of the Year, and does a uh, show on YouTube now, talking uh, football all the time, and uh, certainly outspoken and always has a lot of opinions to share. We're excited to have him on with us on the show this week, Coach JB, welcome to the show, man. Glad to have you with us. What's going on? Hey, what's up, brother? How you doing? Hey, doing great, man. Uh, JB, tell me uh, what you've been up to these days uh, since uh, since the show aired, and what you're uh, doing with this uh, new show you got on your own now, man.
2: Man, I'm just uh, same old, same old, man. I'm just I'm just uh, got my own whiskey line and cigars, and uh, we just launched a cigar deal last Saturday. Uh, so that that cigar will be out, and uh, it's out now, actually. Um, it'll be on my website, CoachJBStore.com. And then uh, just everything else, man, from merchandise to my book, you name it, man. It's just uh, short, fat, skinny, and tall. I do it all, you know? <laughs> I love it. I, I, you're going to have to
0: send me some of those cigars, man. I, I, I'd love to uh, see what you got there uh, with, uh, with your company. I mean, you, you've really turned into a brand, it seems, here
2: man I'm. oh man you know i've always been a hustler man i'm just doing what i know to do you know what i mean it's just uh never was a math major but i can sure hustle so figuring that out man it just keeps it's a grind though every day is a different day and uh presents a new opportunity you know how it is it's a marathon it's not a sprint and at the end of the day man you got to uh turn over rocks man it's a result oriented life we live you either win or you lose there is no gray area in this thing yeah yeah for
0: sure Uh, Since the show ended uh, and everything, what's been kind of the stuff you've been up to uh, the post-coaching days now? Uh, You're you're certainly uh, staying in
2: the grind in in a different way now, right? Yeah, it's been rough. It's been busy, man. Been busier than I would have ever imagined. So doing this thing, I was doing two shows a day for five days a week for the last three or four months. And then before that, I was kind of hit and miss. And now we're trying to get this show really going. Now we do it at six in the morning on the West Coast a uh, three-hour daily show six to nine um and uh you know it's a lot of work going into that man getting prepared and prepped and then when it was two shows it was just rough man on everything else i had going on so i had to cut that afternoon show out but uh i do still keep it for guests and so forth so we've had some a-list guests on man we've got we've got a big crew that comes on here and there and and guest list uh gets keeps getting better and better so the show's growing uh expeditionally man it's getting bigger and bigger and uh and uh so we're excited how it's going getting the brand out there and continuing the brand as far as merch the whiskey the cigars uh you know it and i still got my slapdick dogs here sitting here so uh other than that man it's just uh every day is a uh you know it's another day another dollar i love it i love it once uh we've seen i
0: mean you've obviously been one of the biggest hits to come off of that show do you you still get people uh running India from from time to time asking about the show, uh
2: still to this day, man. Oh man, I can't go anywhere, brother. Uh it's still crazy to me. I can't go to Walmart. I can't go to damn you name it, man. People recognize me. It's it's been uh it's been it's been crazy. I'm not a actor by any means. So a lot of people I think uh i don't know i think people think i was an actor or something i'm like man shit i didn't ask for this thing and uh, i'm just a regular joe so when people meet me they're kind of shocked they think i'm some celebrity i'm like i ain't no celebrity i'm just a regular joe and uh three and a half four years removed man the show's still as big as it is there's a reason it hasn't been taken off netflix i'm sure um but uh you know 300 400 million views from what i've heard eyeballs on that show so i'm sure uh doesn't matter what state I go to or what country I go to, I'm recognized. So it's pretty crazy. That's great. Uh,
0: any uh, any desire to go back into coaching at all? Is that something you you've thought about
2: down the road? Not right now. I don't. Um, I I don't want to. I don't know if I can coach these soft cats, and I don't want to deal with their soft ass parents. So I don't think I can. Uh, I don't think I can do it. You know, we're so soft, man, as a society. I I just now listen. Do they need me? Yeah. Do I need them? No. So that's where it's at. If I don't, until I need you, I'm not interested, man, because they need me and these administrators can't figure that shit out. That's the problem. So until they figure it out, uh, I'll keep saying here and, uh, having your, having your buddy Chase join me on Wednesdays for work boo Wednesday, man. We're getting after it, man. I, I like doing that, man. Uh, unfortunately, I wish I could help these youngsters out and, uh, and uh, continue to get guys to the NFL like I have 28 different times, and and 10 first rounders, and sent over 260 kids to Division uh, One. So all good things come to an end, they say. Uh, we'll see. Right opportunity presents itself. Who knows? I never say never, but uh, right now I have no burning desire whatsoever. You'd have to pay me a lot, a lot of money. I feel that. Uh, you mentioned about things. Being
0: soft, society being soft—that—that uh, that, that goes into a whole nother conversation. I'm very curious. What—what uh, what do you think is the base of that problem? There, why do you think that we've gotten so soft as a society?
2: Man, there's probably about 600 things I can tell you real quick off the top, but I'll just skip it to about three. Uh, parents are soft as shit. Uh, the parents are as soft as runny baby shit. That's number one. We don't—we allow it instead of coach it. Um, that is an old ant in the coaching profession. You either coach it or you allow it. I think we're allowing more things than we've ever allowed in our entire life. Uh, especially in my 46 years, um, coaches allow it. We don't coach it. We're so scared of kids leaving, uh, our institution, our high school or, 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 whatever we're transferring at all time rates. So we, we kiss their butts at all time high instead of, tell them the real tell instead of coaching them, we're allowing them to do anything. And it, it starts in the home front of the household parents. And then it goes to coaches and mentors and business people, CEOs, general managers, managers, leaders, our leaders are weak. Uh, we're we have no leaders. We have followers. Cause if we had leaders, they create more leaders, not more followers. And we're creating followers at an all time rate. If you've noticed, uh, we have every single yes, man, yes ma'am yes man uh that i've ever seen in my life yes 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 and you know damn well deep down you don't even agree but you're saying yes it's just unbelievable to me that's where we are right now in society as a whole and football is even worse and before back in the day athletics entertainment um was such a big influence on the general population um it was a that was where you look to for hardship and some grit and tough skin and blood, sweat, and tears. Nowadays, you know, you can't even hit the fucking quarterback. So I don't know. I mean, I, I just think it's translating over into the public. Yeah, I mean, you, you brought
0: up what I was just actually about to dive into next. I mean, it's not even just the society thing. This this softness is affecting even the product in the football field. I mean, these the way these quarterbacks are protected, I mean. I mean I I know you coach. I mean, we, we love the game of football, but I feel like this isn't this, this isn't the football I signed up and in, in grew up watching, the game I loved. It's not saying that it was.
2: No question about it, man. It's a different ball game now. I don't know how you I don't know how you coach it. I don't know how you play it. I don't that's one reason I don't know if I can po- coach it again. I think kids would look at me like I'm crazy. I, I if I started up doing a board drill, I think they'd look at me like what is this? And that's the problem because coaches don't even know what a damn board drill is anymore. And, uh, I mean, just three, four years ago, I was doing them every day, start practice up. We're doing board drill. Uh, I, I it's a lot, it's just, it's lost, man. I don't even know where to get started, but if we don't get it back soon, brother, I'm telling you right now, we are a very, very vulnerable state or country for that matter. We are very vulnerable. We're in a vulnerable state as far as the country goes. Uh, we are, uh, we have lost all that. We, you know, thing. I, I did a thing, a segment on my show, uh, things we didn't say in the 90s. It was funny, man, getting it from my chat and myself, just thinking of things. And it, it, it really, truly blew my mind that some of the things that you see and, and here now compared to what we used to. And, and it's just because social media, we, we you know, obesity rate is an all-time high. We don't go, we can't even go shopping with our fat asses. Uh, we order it on Grubhub or Uber eats or whatever the hell that shit is called. I've never done it in my life. I never will. Uh, I like to go out. I want to see females. I want to see humans. I want to see interaction. We lack interaction in America. We don't go anywhere. Everything's done on social media. We hide behind our Twitter account with a fake name and a fake profile picture of someone else that we envy because jealous ones are envy and Again, we are followers at an all time rate. That's why we have fake profile pictures. That's why we have fake accounts and all these different things. And it's just like, man, go interact with humans and learn how to talk to humans. And it blows my mind, man. Social media, Twitter, uh, all these different apps, um, you know, it just it just start. It, to me, it is allowing us to be lazy, enabled, and, and expect instant gratification. We all want things handed to us. We don't want to go earn anything. That's why you see Amazon packages being stolen at your front door every day. That's why mailboxes are getting broken into across America. That's why, because we're lazy, we don't want to go earn nothing. And people, I, I don't understand why people can't fathom this and figure it out. Well, and to me, I look at it too. I mean.
0: Part of it, JB, I think has to do with, uh, you know, we mentioned things getting soft, you know, boys aren't boys anymore. Men aren't men, you know, I mean, we've, there's been such a push to try to, you know, feminize men out there that not letting, not not letting us be who we're we're meant to be out there. You know, I think that's one of the big reasons why that, you know, we can't even get, you know, guys to go out and see girls anymore. They that get on a on an app to, to go out with somebody or something. I mean, that, that to me is one thing I point
2: to with that. Yeah, it's pretty in pretty amazing times, man. The internet super highway came out when I was like in uh you know sophomore in college, 96 or something. And uh we thought it was a cool thing. We got to see certain things, but you know what? We screwed around and didn't do what we were supposed to do. Our mom and dad still whipped our ass. Nowadays, you screw around on that app all day long and parents aren't doing anything. You can get away with whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. You can show whatever you want. Uh, There is no control anymore and it has gotten out of control. It has spiraled out of control. And now the players, which are the kids in society, the, 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 the young people have the keys to the car and they don't even know how to drive yet. And that is the truth. And the parents have lost it. The coaches have lost it. The, the CEOs, the managers, the leaders have lost it. And that's what you're seeing at all-time rate. We allow it and accept it. And uh, it, it's just become such an entitled, lazy, instant gratification. And that's why you see 7,200 kids in a transfer portal in college football. That's why NFL and NBA people are demanding trades. Um, this is what you see. And uh, that's where we're headed. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. Uh let's let's talk some ball now. Uh the NFL side of things. Let's start there. Uh Coach JB, what do you think of uh what Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are going through right now? Older quarterbacks and not playing necessarily their their best ball right now. Do you think uh either one of them is going to turn a corner? Their teams going to have the right direction? Which one's more likely to do it, do you think?
2: And I bet on that they both do, uh, but at the same time, we're in – again, we're in a league, man, that's so bad. Um, football at a, at a, in totality is as worst as I've ever seen. It's the worst football I've ever seen from high school, to college, or pro. Uh, quarterback plays – the worst I've ever seen quarterback play. It's, it's god-awful. Athletically, we're better uh, than ever before, but actually playing the position, we're as bad as I've ever seen. Uh, I – I don't know what happens, but I'm predicting that the Bucks win tomorrow and that green Bay beats Buffalo. And I could be totally just blowing smoke. The reason I'm saying that is they have to man, or their seasons are over. Like if these two teams don't win tomorrow and Sunday, they are done. And at some point you're thinking, okay, these two teams with these two quarterbacks got to win, right? They got to start winning, right? Like, When do they do it? I I, I just, I'm just going to go with it and say they have to win it. I'm going to put some money on it too, just for shits and giggles. Uh, They have to start and and I don't care who they play. If you have an all-time great in Tom Brady an all-time great in Aaron Rodgers, at some point uh, you would think they're going to buy in. But in the flip side of that coin, man, I'll be honest with you. I don't think players care as much as they once did. I don't think they care about letting their teammates down like we once did. And I don't believe we really give a shit, and then our investment in this thing is not what it once was. And that's why you have 600 injuries in the NFL this year, 42 last week alone. Uh, We don't have the investment. Our bodies don't look nothing like they did when we played. Uh, they, They get more money than we ever did. And yet they've yet to produce anything. Lamar Jackson, what's he won? Nothing. Deshaun Watson, what's he won? Nothing. Kyler Murray, what's he done? Nothing. Uh, But yet they're $200 million, man. And what do they want? I, I don't understand it. What can they do? They, they, they falter every single game when it comes to crunch time, every single season, when it comes to the playoff, every single game that, that you, you have to make a big time throw you, you choke. And I'm like, what are we paying these dudes for? And I don't believe the team really cares about helping their quarterback, their leader, etc i don't believe they're they're, they're they're the players are on the same page because of the investment and i just think that uh it's a it's a shit show man be honest football is bad football is bad right now I, I it's hard to watch for me to be honest with you it's very really hard to watch but i'm gonna go with the ogs and, and rogers and brady and fig- think they get this thing figured out and uh I'm be honest, man. I got a couple of inside people, man, players and coaches at a couple of these places. And Brady is, is not, it's not Giselle. It's not the family stuff. It is the players, the kids, the youth, these young kids don't give a shit. And I'm just telling you right now, I'm not going to tell you no names, but that is what's eating him alive. And he's damn near my age, man. There's no way I could be out there with these kids. I'll choke fuck all of them.
0: Man, uh, I mean, it, it's a great point because I would never question the passion of the heart of Brady or Rogers. We know why they're out there, but I mean, when when you get the Packers twi- trading away his, be- you know, Rogers' best receiver and Devontae Adams, and uh, you know, Tom Brady with without Gronk, uh, you know, who seemed to be you know his his go to guy for all those years too. I mean, there, there's there's clearly a disconnect there. I mean, it's it's not what these guys signed up for
2: yeah it's, it's it's a it's 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 bad man it's a bad deal i don't know if I, first of all rogers has been totally fucked like he should have demanded a trade but yet he's an old school cat juco guy by the way ironically both of these guys are talking about the california guys one of them the juco guy from the same area actually uh it's really ironic that We got these guys demanding trades who have not busted a grape in a fruit fight, but yet they demand trades. NBA guys, Kyrie, James Harden, guys that have really done nothing in the NFL. You got these guys that have done nothing demanding trades because they don't like that. They're not getting the ball or they're not liking this or that Robbie Anderson and all these different people. They haven't done shit. Aaron Rodgers has three MVPs two in a row has made receivers that are absolutely atrocious better. And uh, to be honest, he's hasn't demanded a trade. They talked about it. We brought it up last year and all that shit, but he did not I would be demanding a trade if I was Aaron Rodgers. They have absolutely fucked him on that roster. The O-line is atrocious. Bakhtinari is never, he hasn't played. He's not going to play. Just say, fucking get the fuck out of here. I'm tired of looking at you because you're a fucking joke. I'm tired of seeing him on Pat McAfee show talk about he's going to be back next week. No, he's not. He's a fucking joke. He's not able to play. So go get you a left tackle and then go get you some fucking receivers because you have fucked us without any receivers, to be honest with you. And you, 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 you drafted a Jordan love. Who's atrocious. You have zero whiteouts and you trade your best one away. So like, I'm very confused, but that is the grit and grind that we grew up in, man. We're going to say we're loyal to our guys. We're going to stick it out. I'm predicting that Aaron Rodgers finishes his career back home, either in Frisco or the Raiders. Uh, He's a California native. I would not be surprised if he finishes his career in one of those places and uh, tries to go get a Super Bowl from one of those guys. Because right now, I'd be trying to get out of there. They're not helping him. The whiteouts are atrocious, man. Yeah, it's not
0: good. Uh, when you look at the league right now, it seems like the top three teams are the Eagles, the Bills, the Chiefs, and then kind of everyone else after that. Do you see a team being able to compete with those other three there at some point, or do you think it's those three, than everybody else?
2: If the Rams get healthy, uh and can figure it out they've got the dna uh they they have a coach has been there twice won one one uh, they got a quarterback that won one year one they got a corner and a d diamond that can lock you down and get to the pass uh passer uh better than anybody else if they are on their a game wagner and that linebacker core can can get better they can solidify that and get healthy on the back row that and get a running back i think i predict the rams will probably trade kareem hunt or treat trade for Kareem hunt or one of these other guys, they got to get a running back in there. Uh, some things are going to happen before this trade deadline trade deadline. So I think that'll happen. I think the Rams can do it. Uh, if they can get healthy. I just don't know if their roster depth is enough. Uh, I think their roster is front loaded. I don't know if they have a real deep roster. Uh, Buccaneers, obviously they have a loaded roster as far as uh, front loaded. I don't know if their depth is there either. Um, and can they get their center Jensen back and they can, can they protect Brady? Um, that's where you know, that's an obvious team that can do some things. And then, uh, you still have a team man that I, I predicted on my, my show, obviously with the weirdo Russell Wilson led Denver Broncos, uh, their defense is top three in the NFL still right now. And they're under, and I don't understand. I've never seen a defense this good and they're just that bad on offense. Um, that defense travels, though, and if the Broncos can figure it out, they're not out of it yet, and uh, I don't know if the Chargers are out of it yet either as far as roster-wise, and the Raiders are in a, got a roster to compete, but the quarterback's not a player in my opinion. So the Chargers, the Rams, the Bucks, uh, those are some guys that can be possibilities. Uh, the Colts shit, the bed. I, I thought they'd be better, um, and then uh, in the NFC, you know, in the AFC North, uh, you know the Ravens. Just, I don't believe Lamar can win uh, in a big game. I just don't think he's uh, sustainable at what he does. And Cleveland's a shit show. I think uh, I don't think Deshaun plays at all. So that Cleveland team, who has a loaded roster, I don't think you're ever going to see their full capabilities. And then uh, you know, the Giants and the Jets are, are 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 good stories. I don't think their roster is good enough to compete with any of those teams in the long run. And Jalen Hurts still scares me. Uh, I don't know if he's consistent enough to get those, that Eagle team uh, on a deep playoff run. And uh, I'm just curious, but the NFC is really, really bad. So uh, we'll see, man. I don't know. Can Dak lead the Dallas Cowboys back? Uh, I don't think so, but that's just me. I think the NFC is as bad as we've seen it in a while. Uh, the AFC West, we thought, was the best conference of all time, apparently, and all this old shit. That's why we're so quick to anoint things. It's unbelievable. Uh, they actually have been average at best. And uh, you got the AFC East with uh, a quarterback controversy in New England that has actually looked better than we ever thought they would, with the Jets being uh, emerged, uh, emerging as a uh, contender, and Dolphins, when two is healthy, is undefeated. So, like, it's ironic how this thing's all worked out. But at the end of the day, I don't believe the NFL is good top to bottom. I think it's really, really watered down. And I don't know. I think anyone can beat anyone on any given Sunday. And until Josh Allen can beat Mahomes in a meaningful football game, I'm not picking the Bills. And until Mahomes can win in a meaningful football game late in the game, make throws that into the teeth of the defense, I'm not picking the Chiefs. And if Burrow continues on the path he's shown the last two weeks, what looks like he did last year, Bengals could be back in it and everyone's going to shut the hell up because they'd be like, what the hell happened here? And uh, Burrow and Chase are back looking like they're Super Bowl contenders once again. And now, now you're going to have that debate. So who knows, man, it's going to be interesting. The NFC is wide open. I don't know who comes out of that. Um, but again, the AFC, you don't really know because if the Bengals can do some things, they can be right back in there in the thick of things as well.
0: Yeah, certainly could. Uh, let's move on. Uh, talk some college football now. Um, I'm very curious with, with somebody that coached at the college level like yourself and seeing that the way the game's changed, I I wonder how much longer you think JB, we're going to see the Nick Sabans of the world and those others stay around this NIL era and transfer portal and all that. I mean, that that's a whole lot for these coaches to, to, to take on. It's a, the college game has changed so much just within the last couple of years here.
2: Yeah, I'd be surprised if saving coaches another two years, man. I think he's over it. I think he's done with this. The portal and everything is killing his vibe. I think he's just like, you know, we can't coach hard anymore. You can't you can't tell the kid what you want to tell him in recruiting because they're, they're so soft they won't come. So now you, I think you're seeing coaches lie even more than they ever lied before, which they used to lie like crazy. Now they're lying like unbelievably. And then they're getting the kid – and then the kid walks on campus, the coach walks by him, he's in the transfer portal because he didn't say hello to him. I mean, this is the fucking soft shit we're dealing with nowadays. So I don't know if Saban can handle that. Um, and I don't know. I, have to, I got good friends coaching at that level, man. I just – there's a lot of guys that are ready to absolutely figure out what they want to do in life because this is not it. And the NIL, the transfer portal, has absolutely ruined uh, college football I think it's imploding in front of our very eyes. College football is as bad as I've ever seen it. Uh, it, is a tr- it is a upward trending deal. Uh, c- high school to college to the pros, which usually we see the pros go downwards to college and high school. I've never seen it tr- trending upwards. Uh, we see kids leaving high schools, going to other high schools. We see kids leaving the transfer portal and going to other colleges four and four years. And now you're seeing NFL guys demanding trades under contract. So in essence, it's another transfer portal type of situation because they dealt with it in college themselves. So it is a bad situation all across. You know, when Appalachian State can go in and beat AM, and uh, when Marshall can beat Notre Dame, and when all these teams basically can just beat any given week, you can beat anyone. People think that's equitable. College football is good. Anyone can win. No, it's actually really fucking shitty. And go watch it. If you don't know anything about football, then you would say it's good. But if you know anything, it's absolutely the worst product I've seen in 40 years. And college football is as bad, man, as I've ever seen it. Because you have – people don't really break it down, man. You have all these different philosophies and ideologies um, semester by semester. You don't have teams culture no more. You don't have recruits for four years no more. You have everyone else's recruits on your roster every spring. And you wonder why we're injury prone. You wonder why we're at an all-time high as far as injuries go. You wonder why tackling is so bad in college football. You wonder why so many injuries are occurring because of tackling. Well, guess what? If Jimbo Fisher's philosophy on tackling uh, was this, and you leave and enter the portal and you go to Oregon, guess what? Dan Lanning's philosophy is a completely different one. And you just learned two different philosophies on how to tackle. And guess what? When you leave and you go to Notre Dame, guess what? Now you got Marcus Freeman's philosophy on tackling. So now how good do you really think some team is total is going to really be? Like you're learning fucking three or four philosophies and there is no culture anymore. You have a hundred, you have 7200 kids in the portal. So where is your culture? Where is your locker room camaraderie? Where are the intricacies that once were so intimate in a locker room setting, they don't exist no more. These dudes are taking videos on airplanes after they lose in the final four, talking about we're entering the transfer portal next already. So man, it's sickening to watch. It is an absolute joke. And I don't really want no part of it. dog. I couldn't coach these fucking kids, man. You know, I I look at it, uh, JB and, you know the the
0: the crossover that there's some great coaches when it comes to recruiting that are great recruiters and then there's some great you know player development coaches but there's very few i think coaches out there right now on the college side that have the player development side and the recruiting side that that work together i mean that is there's far and few between right now that's that's i think one one problem why you can't get that Culture established is that some of these coaches are uh, all they want to do is recruit. And they don't want to develop talent here.
2: They don't. Um, you don't have that because all right now all it is is a car salesman trying to sell a car to a kid to get him in there. It's the keeping up with the Joneses. That's all this is right now. And you wonder why football and quarterback plays at an all-time low in the NFL is because in college all you're trying to do is kiss their asses so they don't transfer on you. Uh, get them to play for you, keep your job so you can get your next bag, so to speak, as a coach, your next paycheck, and then not get fired. And then we're going to teach tempo, no huddle, look to the sideline for cards for plays instead of teaching them verbiage, protections, and fronts. And then get to the NFL, man. You're a great athlete. Go on to the NFL and then throw them to the wolves. And guess what? You taught them absolutely diddly shit. They can't even take a snap under center. And you get them to the NFL, and these NFL teams are so bad because of over the past few years, the quarterback play is so bad that we're just recycling them. And then you get to this new team, and you have to be a Desmond Ritter or a Kenny Pickett or a Justin Fields. You have to start right away. And you're not even close to being ready to start in the four-year level, a little less start in the NFL level. Ask Trey Lance how that's going. So, like, this is what it is. Like, we're continue to see these cats come in, thrown to the wolves, and expect them to run an NFL offense with verbiage this long, and they know this much. Yeah. Tell me if that makes sense or not. Right. Yeah,
0: you're absolutely right about that. Uh, JB, a couple more things, and then we'll uh, wrap up here. Uh, th- this year, we've se- it seems like we've seen more parity in uh, college football, you know, whether it's, Tennessee beating Alabama, you know, Georgia's up there, Ohio State. Who are some of the teams you like? Uh, who, who do you see as being the uh, the true threats to, to win
2: it all this year? Parodies because it's shitty. Football's shitty. That's why. <laughs> um, uh, it, you know, I think Saban's culture still is ingrained in that institution for another, at least this year. Uh, I don't know if they unfold soon, though. I can see them. But they lose a game here and there every year for the most part, and uh, they'll come back. I think Alabama's still going to be in it at the end of the day. Uh, I'm going to roll with the guy that's just run, been running college football for the last 15 years uh, since Pete Carroll left to the NFL. So I'm going to roll with Alabama getting back to it. I think Clemson has an easier road than anyone else. They'll probably get in just because their schedule. Ohio State, Michigan, whoever wins that will be in it. And then that fourth team is either going to be the second SEC, Georgia, or – uh you know tennessee i believe whoever wins that game is going to be in as a fourth uh one or a two lost team will still get in on that deal i think uh a one lost big 10 or a big 12 team will not uh tcu is going to have to run the table and i don't think pac-12 gets a team in at all uh they they screwed that up ucla last week to oregon so even if oregon won out that first game getting blocked up by uh georgia i don't think uh i think it's going to be since it was a national game in Atlanta and a neutral site, I think the committee's going to say, nah, uh, even though you won 11 in a row, we're, we're good. And so that's going to be the Pac-Troll's only hope at this point after beating UCLA. So uh, Ohio State-Michigan is going to come down to that game. And uh, I don't believe Illinois can beat either one of them, obviously. They're doing well. Billings has them rolling, but they're not going to beat any one of those teams. And so uh, at the end of the day, look at the rest of the teams, man. They're just very bad. Very bad. Michigan State- Pay a guy $10 million. He's fucking atrocious. He's ruined he's ruined two football programs in two years, Colorado and Michigan State. Uh, figure that. Go figure that one. Um, you're paying him 10 million though. Jimbo Fisher is an absolute fucking joke. He has a team that has guys getting smoking weed in the locker room right before kickoff. Uh you're talking about a guy that's lost a the team there, but you get $10 million. Um, I mean, this is what we are and, 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 and shame on you presidents and ADs at four-year level. You guys are fucking idiots. Go take your PhDs and wipe your ass with them because that's what they're good for. Because you can't hire a coach. You can't hire an AD. You can't fire a coach. You can't fire an AD. You need a search committees to do it for you and shame on you. Why did you go to college and get a fucking PhD? because it's not that hard to figure out that you're not very smart and you don't need a search committee to hire a coach for your kids on your campus. You need to find a guy that has an investment that wants to be on your campus, not that needs to be on your campus. And that is why you've seeing these colleges fold like Nebraska, Florida state, Miami, Florida, uh, the old perennial powerhouses that we used to see, are now a joke because of the hiring process. It's a recyclable business. We keep hiring guys that were fucking lost at the previous institution. And because they have a bad, a big name, we think they're the next guy. No, they're actually, they're really shitty. And you just are a commercialized joke with a PhD degree. And that's what the real truth is, but nobody will say that shit, but I will. Um, Hey, that's why we
0: love you here, JB. We're going to have to have you back on again, man. Uh, This has been a lot of fun. Just, Went by so quick. Uh, I, I got to tell you, JB, the, the way you keep it real and, and still come off motivating too, I mean, w- we got to get you to, like, run for office or something,
2: man. You know what I mean? Like, you, you keep it 100. I love it, man. Oh, yeah. You know, they, we're too soft for that, brother. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it. We're too soft.
0: <laughs> <laughs> JB, uh, where can people find your show and uh, follow all the stuff you're doing,
2: man? Now, right here, the Coach JB show, right here on YouTube. Uh, we're we're five days a week, man, six to nine a.m. on the west coast, nine to noon on the east coast. Um, and uh, you know, 10 to 1 in the central. Uh you know, we're 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 there every day. We're uh, at on Twitter, social media, TikTok, you name it. We're all over that shit. And uh coach You can get you some merch. And uh we got a bunch of more, a bunch of merch on there, and then my cigars will be on the same website, coach And uh, like I said, me and uh, we'll be announcing another thing tomorrow, but me and a very, uh, very popular individual will be doing a, uh, a show that I'm going to call last chance Q and I'm going to be breaking down quarterback play uh, in the NFL with a former NFL quarterback uh, twice a week on our own little show. So that'll be announced tomorrow. We'll be breaking that down and getting into that too. So we got a lot going on, a lot of things in the fire, a lot of, a lot of uh, sticks in the fire, man. So, uh, Hey, jack of all trades, but fuck, master of none, they say. So we got to see what we're going to master in this deal at the end of the day. I love it. JB, appreciate the time, man. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk in down the line. All right,
0: brother. Peace.